Hello out there, everybody. I am Scotty Carlisle, and thank you for tuning in to the Move Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, just like every other day, of course. But me and Jamie go back a while now, and he has been somebody that's been instrumental in my life to help me look forward, to help me come up with goals and try to achieve them. And while I was working out with him, he was my trainer. While I was working out with him, man, I, I had a lot of really good gains and I was doing really well. So it's been a little while and he has ventured into some new territory and he has some interesting stories. So I wanted to get him to share his story with you all. And Jamie, thank you so much for coming to the podcast, the Move Podcast. So you've been making moves. And could you could you introduce yourself? Well, I appreciate that introduction. Um, you've actually, in fact, inspired me to do things, too. So thank you for that. While I was putting you through a few workouts, uh, knowing that you've done things in business and you've moved yourself, kind of inspired me before I even knew I needed to get inspired. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, Jamie Sheldon from Riverside, California. Um, I started a supplement company, of all things. So I guess we can get to that, right? We can... Oh, yeah, yeah. Back before that, but yeah. Honored to be here. This is my uh, second time in this room, I think. Uh, we've done a few things here. Yes. Had some... Taking photos and advertising, and also we we, we kind of did things very, very fast, too. We, we've been moving. moving yeah. yeah. <laughs> we so screwed some things back. up. We, we screwed some things up. I, nobody but, noticed. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like, after you rummaged through a lot of the stuff, there was actually oh, some man, good stuff, amazing. too. Yeah, and I'm using it. Yeah. And it's and we're getting great feedback on it. So thank you for that. Yeah, it's cool because this area kind of doubles as a podcast studio, a recording studio, mm -hmm. and a photography studio. And we've done so, it all. Yeah. Now it's... we're just talking. <laughs> yeah. This is the easy part, right? So what is your supplement company? What's the name of it? Supplement company is called NatFit. I believe it is on my shirt. Yes, it is. NatFit. Um, funny story how the name came up. Um goes back to professional arm wrestling, which you know that I do. Um, my nickname's The Natural, and I'm, I'm terrible with titles, so I figured Nat, Natural, Fit, it's about fitness and health, Nat Fit. Uh, let's just run with that. And that's kind of where we came up with Nat Fit, and here we are four years later, uh, going on the fifth year. So you, you've been doing the supplements for, this is your fifth year. Fifth year owning my own company. I've been in the supplement business for several years before that. Obviously, the fitness business several years before that. So this is like 20 years in the making that's led up to this thing of me actually owning my own ship. So. What was what was the <clears throat> deciding factor that you wanted to do supplements instead of training or instead of other fitness? Well, when you and I met, the gym I was actually on my way out of the gym business mentally. At that point, it's, I think what UFC gym was my third gym that I worked for. Um, back in the day, even before I started, um, it, it was it was a, a different business to be in. You could make a lot more money being a trainer or a manager. Uh, by the time I got in, we were still seeing a little bit of that, and then it started to kind of snowball. Um, that's why nowadays you see a lot of those smaller gyms with you know cheaper monthly or people who are paying monthly to be a trainer, those types of gyms are actually popping up and doing a lot more uh, business. Um, there's still some of the big boxes around like LA Fitness and 24, but they've had to close a lot of those too. So um, 
Plus, it's kind of a weird time anyway, right, with COVID and things like that. I could say that. So it was kind of a blessing that I was kind of getting out of the gym, but luckily I met you before I left. Um, but yeah, supplements was always around the gyms, and most trainers didn't really get in too much into the supplement area. They weren't really that educated. They didn't really push it that much. Uh, but supplements were booming back then, and even more so now. So flash forward a few years, you know, I got out of the gym business. I needed a break from it. Um, I started selling fitness equipment nationwide uh, to like, you know, gyms and, and colleges and things like that. So I was still in that realm. That was your next step <clears throat> from being a trainer? Right. Okay. What? So I remember now I've talked to a couple of trainers before mm -hmm. and I really want to touch on this point because I've talked to a lot of people that have a job mm -hmm. that are accountable to other people. Like when you're a trainer, yes, people are accountable to you, but you're also accountable to them. Of course. And making a move to step outside of that i know is difficult i've talked to other people and other people it took years for them to mm -hmm. to make the step so i'm just curious when when you started thinking okay man i gotta move i gotta move was it a difficult move for you to stop at the gym like tomorrow i'm not going back you know that kind of thing how how is that transition yes and no um the big gyms do provide that safety net that umbrella so you know at least you're taken care of you have your your base pay or, or you know i was in management at the time that i was leaving leaving um the gyms before i met you so actually i had to take several steps back in order to grow so i went from being a fitness manager to a fitness manager at a different gym to okay well let me go try training people forget about the political bull because you reach a, you reach a certain point where you can't go any further and i've noticed a lot of people in the gym business are still stuck they can't get to another level. Yeah. They're still working as slaves. And, and I told myself I wasn't going to do that. I don't want to say slaves. That, that, that's a bad term. But in a way, you are kind you of a slave point. to the business. You know yeah. what I mean? You're, you're working for somebody else, um, which isn't always a bad thing. Um, so leaving wasn't as hard. It was the relationships, the people, helping people. It started to get tainted um, because you're just so focused on the business. You don't get to really enjoy this. Yeah. So I figured, okay, well, if I ever go back to training, it'll be on my terms. I can do it, which I, you know, I've done at my house. I've trained people out of the garage, which is uh, easy. It's fun. You're just helping out people, and there's no, there's no political BS. Um, uh, so that part was hard leaving. The rest was easy. You know, I was just fed up with trying to grow in another environment. It's like, well, I've done this twice, so why do it again? But I was too young to understand what I needed to do. Um, and I, and I didn't even go to school for this. I, I went to school for political science and law. So it's like, I fell into the gym business because I didn't want to go fight a war that was happening at the time. Cause that was kind of like my path. So I ended up in the gym business before I met you. By the time I met you, I was on my way out. Um, and luckily I, I fell into the supplement, which is a little bit different. You know, you get into a store and I met a guy that wanted to help me manage his store. I said, okay, yeah, I know supplements. I can do this and I can use my network. Cool. But then here I was again, trying to build somebody else's dream. Right. And finally, I just took the plunge. But uh, kind of fast forwarding a bit. But. Yeah. Well, now, understand. So you kind of had uh, another lily pad to jump to. So yeah. you managed. So you're doing the supplements there. Mm -hmm. And then now you're thinking, holy shit. This is, okay, it's great to have a, a 
steady paycheck, right? And there's, I can pay my bills, but there's something that's really tugging at my soul and I got to, I got to make the move. I got to do something and then, but you still have to jump. And when you start a new business, when you start a new venture, Mm -hmm. you do not know what's going to happen. You definitely. And so it takes some intestinal fortitude, right? To make that move and to jump. And so when you finally did it, when you moved from the supplement store to starting your own thing, how was that transition? I know my wife will be listening to this. Terrifying. (laughs) But I sold her on it. Um, (laughs) The wife was pregnant, and we were kind of talking about, okay, well, what happens when we have the baby? She's a teacher. It's great insurance. (laughs) So we needed that, right? And I'm like, well, by the time I was in uh, the supplement store trying to build that, I had taken probably five pay cuts in 10 years to try to do something. But it was low pressure. I had, you know, pretty flexible schedule. I could do whatever I needed to do. You know, I was getting married and all this stuff. So, um, well, we told the wife, okay, well, you're going to have to go back to work because, you you know, you make better money at this point and you have the, uh, the insurance. We're going to need that. So what if I start my own business? Hmm. Okay, maybe I should have picked your brain years before that, (laughs) knowing what I was getting myself into. Um, So at that point, it was terrifying because it was like, well, at least there's a little bit of money coming in what I'm doing. and I'm doing a few things on the side. But if I go start my own business, how am I going to guarantee something's coming in? Uh, Luckily, through arm wrestling years before that, I have a network that goes worldwide. And I kept telling myself this quote in my brain and I finally acted on it. It was... I don't know if I've heard this somewhere along the road, but I kind of adopted it as my own. It's like, why make hundreds for somebody working for pennies when you can make thousands for yourself or something along those lines, right? Yeah, perspective. So I figured, okay, well, you know, I don't mind hard work. I can hustle and I've survived doing that. So here we go. All in. Dove right in. Now, supplements is a new venture right because you have to think of branding and it's not only branding but distribution Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of there's a lot of things that you weren't aware of i'm sure uh could you touch on a couple things maybe that you that kind of surprised you like oh shit i didn't realize that this business had these issues or you know oh yeah i could write a book on just starting (laughs) this this business you know i i took 120 dollars, got a business license with the city that was the first start the first uh, phase uh, thinking of a name for the product. So I had to find somebody to design a logo, which is very simple. I wanted things to be simple. Uh, and I don't have a bottle here to show, but you've, see, you've seen it. Yep. Um, I made 10 phone call emails to 10 uh, supplement company um, labs, manufacturers across the country to see who I could work with. And finally, I found one that was um, willing to work with me based on our budget and what I was trying to do. It's like, okay, well, I don't want to spend too much. I don't want to go all in because we don't know if it's going to work out. But I took that $120 business license. We funded our first uh, three products in the, the minimum. But I, I, in the back of my mind, I, I, I drew up this structure, not knowing about distribution, advertising, all that. I didn't go to school for this, but I knew that I had a network. I know people in every city, every state, almost every country through my sport. So if, I figured if I start small... People know that I'm serious if I start something, and I'm kind of a likable guy. I haven't yeah. burned too many bridges in my day. People might 
buy into this. Um, we're not a multi-level marketing thing. So when I signed people on to be distributors in different cities, it was like they were starting their own business. So I told them, hey, you can run NatFit Chicago. It's like a franchise for cheap. You know, franchises sell for what? 50 to, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars. Oh, could dollars. be, yeah, to millions depending so, on. A million yeah. depending on the business, right? So we charged... At this point, we're only charging, hey, 100 bucks. we sign a contract that, or an agreement that I drew up. Being a law major, I knew that they just cut and paste. <laughs> Did it myself, showed it to a lawyer. He's like, that's all we do is cut and paste. Cool, it works. And people have their own territory. They have their own business. And I showed them how to start kind of like I did. So if I had a guy here, I'm growing here. I'm growing here where I live. And where I live, people already know where to buy from. So it's not like I had to go out in the street and start advertising. So, and I haven't spent a penny to this day in advertising other than the small favors here and there, which brings us to our current venture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cool. So over four years, we managed to get two dozen distributors cross country. I've got uh, operation in Canada now and it's running on its own. So not bad for taking that risk, right? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Has there been any moments when you were questioning what the hell you're doing? Every morning, <laughs> every morning, every night. Every time the wife says, hey, we got to do this, and she knows that my brain is just not there. Um, so I promised her by year five, if things hadn't changed, I would start to think about possibly not stepping down or leaving because I know we're on a good trajectory. It's just time management has always been my problem. Yes. Because I try to take on too many things, and I think, you know, you can understand that. Definitely. You like to do everything too. Yes. Um, which isn't a bad thing, right? <laughs> it's not. You know, and again, this is, I think I brought this up the last time, but I heard, so, so I've always been told you're a, you're a jack of all trades and master of none, right? And that's where it stopped. So that's not really positive thing mm -hmm. because it's like, well, you're doing too many things. So you're not really good at anything kind of, kind of a situation, right? And that's a lot of people would tell me, if you would take that energy and focus it in one direction and be the laser, not the not the dispersed light, you know, the laser focus, you would the world would be your oyster. But for whatever reason, I'm just not or I haven't been wired in that way because mm -hmm. I just have too many distractions or right. or passions, maybe. Passions. And so yeah. but that's not the end of that quote. It doesn't stop with that. The quote is actually again, it's something like this. It's uh, a jack of all trades and a master of none is or usually does better than a master of one or oftentimes wins over a master of one. That should be on like a t-shirt that we should wear, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And because it's <clears throat> the truth, man. And I believe it. Yeah. So so it's made me feel a little bit better, but but there are real in doing in being like that, there are real serious challenges that we do face and that we have to look at ourselves and we have to question ourselves like are we doing the right thing I, i've i've spent so much time contemplating like man i'm just i'm 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 not right i'm not right I'm, what i'm doing is not right why don't i do the right thing i know i should be doing this but i'm allowing myself to be distracted or going here and, mm -hmm. and then it's like a, a mental war on on myself right and so and I, and I can imagine that you have similar um, thoughts, right? Because mm -hmm. you, you question yourself because you want to be the best. How can you be the best unless you're questioning and you're looking around and seeing what's going on out there? Mm -hmm. And when you first start a business, 
you're not the big boy on the block at all. Still not. Right. Right. It takes a right. long time. And, and, and so it's like, well, am I not doing it right? Or should I be doing it? I should have zigged when I zagged. And, and then it's just too easy to get down on yourself. Right. right? So I wanted, I, I specifically wanted to talk about this because I know that, you know, as the, as the following that I'm developing gets a little bit bigger and more people listen to it, I, I know a lot of the demographics of people that listen to podcasts are self-starters. They're people that are out and they maybe have a little extra time because they either had some kind of business venture or they're driving or they're, they're out doing shit, right? And they're mm-hmm. listening to podcasts because it's basically, you know, um, killing time on their way to here to and fro and that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. but I guarantee that there are a lot of people that are, feeling those same struggles mm-hmm. and I just wanted to made, make sure that I touched on the the real the real challenges and the real things that are going through your mind because other people see your pictures or see whatever and they're like man this guy is successful and he's doing so good why can't I be like that you know because they don't and and you possibly are having those same thoughts about you know and so it's very interesting it's like Hey, listen, if you're having those thoughts of what the hell am I doing? I'm not doing the right thing. I'm, I'm, you know, whatever it is, that's perfectly acceptable. Of course. Yeah. There's a young man in the, he actually he's from Hawthorne, Nevada, which is really small, small. You probably didn't even know there was a Hawthorne in Nevada. Huh? Right. So whenever no. I tell people I'm going to Hawthorne for a tournament, they think, oh, right down the street in LA or, or it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> Seven hour drive, Hawthorne, Nevada. It's right in the middle of nowhere. Um, I met this kid, young man. I say that because I'm 40. I think he's in his like late 20s. He started a small supplement company. He started with one product, and he was kind of picking my brain when he started. And what I, what I wanted to tell him was, and I didn't want to tell him don't. I wanted to encourage him because it's like, yeah, get out and do that, man. If you want to do this, run it. And if you need any help, ask me because that's just the kind of guy I am. But Anybody else, I would have probably said, don't do it because it's a saturated market. If you're not rich or famous, insta-famous or a celebrity, it's going to be almost impossible. Where are you going to get the funding, right? Um, You don't have that existing following because if you have 100 million followers like a Kardashian or whatever, with 1% buys from you because they know you're a Kardashian, it's not that hard to run a business. Very easy. Or if you've got the funding. So... If you don't have funding and you're not famous, don't ever start a supplement company. <laughs> but and like a lot of those former bodybuilders that just can't do it anymore, hey, they've got their following. It's easy to start a business. Whether or not they're successful, who knows, but at least they have the basis to start. You know, I didn't have any of that. This young man doesn't have any of that. But he's taking it and he's trying to do it. And I, and I kind of congratulate him on that. He's got a product that he's doing. He started with a pre-workout. But I can't imagine what he's thinking right now. Jumping in because I I was there four years ago, five years ago. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my god, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. I haven't even touched the surface in the advertising world. But my new friends that you know about, just the stuff they're explaining to me about advertising, I'm like, money solves every problem, <laughs> doesn't it? Isn't that oh, funny how that it's works? It's like the root of all problems, but it <laughs> solves problems. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I I go to bed every night with those struggles and. I wake up every morning and it's for, for like 30 seconds. I don't think about it. And then I think about it and it's just all day. So now 
that is another that's another issue. So our there's a mind and body connection, obviously. Mm-hmm. And our mind some are more active than others and and when you're devoting that in a direction of progress and it's very good for you, right? But if you don't have that clear line of progress where you can point it, well then what happens is it comes back to you and it points back, right? And so mm-hmm. um it's easy to get caught up in depression and in being depressed or having anxiety and having um, other mental issues. Right. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we can do things to help that. That has nothing to do with thinking. It has everything to do with everything else, like moving, like exercising. Mm -hmm. I think breathing as well. But do you have any activities that you do to shut your mind off and take it somewhere else do you do that fitness the gym as a, well, i don't want to say the gym my garage is my gym i've got everything i need in there and luckily my wife's into that too so we took our three-car garage and we can't even park the car in it anymore it's got fitness equipment everywhere but um the sport of arm wrestling i mean i found the sport in 2004 um so i'm going on almost 17 years now oh wow uh and I needed it at that point because I was just hanging out with my friends, getting into trouble and not trouble, trouble, but, you know, not doing positive. Like, I, I wish I would have started this company like, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. But imagine. I had to grow and learn what I know. And so anyways, I found arm wrestling and it was a healthy outlet. It was like this community. Everybody's very, very friendly. Um, and it's a real sport and it's allowed me to compete. It's my competitive nature. Uh, go into battle, which is another manly, competitive nature type thing, but I don't have to get punched in the face, so that's great. <laughs> yeah. um, and you have to keep in shape for it, you know, relative shape, depending on uh, on your gifts and your strengths. So, you know, lifting weights, working out has always been my, my easy out from life. So, you know, every couple months I'll go compete, and I'll train for it, go compete, and, uh, and it satisfies something in me that I can get back and I can be focused again so it's kind of like a mini vacation but i'm earning it because i have to train for it and you know deal with all the highs and the lows and all that stuff so so arm wrestling and lifting weights is, is and it was that way back when i met you too mm-hmm. um so luckily that's and, and there's something to be said about that because just all the healthy hormones that it releases in the brain um and i just posted about that on social media yesterday i said look fitness or exercise helps with depression and especially around the holidays you know, yeah. especially this year and last year, man. Oh yeah. It's every other week I got somebody that I know that's, you know, yeah. Families have to deal with that. It's sad. It is. It is. And being a vet is you see a lot of of that going on, and and there are, I'm sure most people have seen the numbers like 22 people a day that are veterans commit suicide. I've done the push-ups for that many times. Yeah. And that's, um, that's horrible. That's horrible. And so anyway, that's, but I feel like there are things that you can do to now one important aspect, like it's okay Mm -hmm. to have a a gym in your garage. Mm -hmm. I have this in my garage as well. I have not been using it. Right. So accountability, when, when we were working out, I had seven o'clock Tuesday or whatever that was. There was mm-hmm. a date and there was a time mm-hmm. and I'm going to work out. 
boom, I'm it's programmed, it's dialed in. I'm there at seven because I'm accountable because you're gonna be there. So my ass is gonna be there. Right. That's just the way it is, you know? Mm-hmm. But when the gym is in the garage like mine, there's always something else to do. So how do you maintain your accountability when you know, is it a is it a daily routine? Is it a daily habit? Is there do you do you go through phases when you are getting ready for um, a, a wrestle an arm wrestling event, or is that is that what keeps you accountable, or is there anything else? Perfect question, and I, I definitely know the scenario, being that I'm 40 now, because it's not like it was when I was 20, or 25, <laughs> 30. Um, and I, I don't know why it always makes me think of the fast food reference. Like if I worked in fast food, would I eat there? When I was at the gyms, I think the gym business just killed my whole going to the gym. So I told the wife when we met, I, I didn't have a gym membership. And I, and I said, all right, well, I'll go with you. And we ended up canceling our gym membership. Said, let's just build one in our garage. <clears throat> and I'm glad I did that for a lot of reasons now. But um, the fact that it's right there usually would make people not do it because it's too accessible. And at home, you want to rest. That's your rest. You know, you don't want to have to... Most people like the, I have to go do something. I have to yes. go to the gym or I have yes. to have that appointment. That's why trainers are so successful is because it's accountability. Um, but yeah, the fact that I'm wired a little bit different and my wife gets mad at me about this because, uh, well, let me go back. People think that we're Mr. and Mrs. Fitness because we have a supplement company. But I'm the realest guy out there. You know, I'm, I'm having McDonald's with my kids. I'm eating pizza. <laughs> ice cream is my thing like every other night. What's your favorite my ice cream? Oh, all of them. All of them. So usually just like vanilla with the chocolate syrup. But I'll throw, like Thanksgiving, somebody's got to eat the rest of those pies and cheesecakes. It's always dad. So I am putting those with ice cream. Like if I, if I showed you pictures of what I eat at night during these holidays, you'd be like, how are you in business? So I'm real. That's great. But I'll tell people straight up, you know, I killed myself in my 20s. And you mix a little bit of genetics in there too. Because yeah. that's a big part of it. I've been able to enjoy my 30s. Still work out. Luckily, arm wrestling kept me, but I wasn't going six days a week for a year straight like I used to in my 20s. I would never miss the gym. Now, maybe three days a week, off season. Sometimes I'll go a week or two without the gym, usually after a tournament because I'm in pain or whatever. But when I'm training for an event, I'll set up a match with somebody so I know it's, all right, me against him, and then I'll arm wrestle the tournament after. But it gives me something to train for, similar to, you know, some young ladies might have a beach trip in August. I need to get fit for that. It's same kind of thing. Something to be focused on or, or, or you know, somebody who's getting ready for a wedding. Um, find whatever it is and then train for it. So so let me dig into that a little just bit. happens to be arm wrestling. So arm, arm wrestling is a very specific movement, a very specific... Um, I mean, there are obviously a lot of nuances with arm wrestling that aren't in anything else. Mm-hmm. So... What does training look like from that when it comes to actually? Because I would imagine there's it's pulling, right? Or mm-hmm. it's literally, is it okay? Let me just hand the baton over to you because I don't even know what to ask you. But it's the most complicated sport I've ever been in. It's, um, you got to be strong, obviously. I know, I know the common misconception is, oh, it's all technique. Well, you got to be strong to implement that technique. So, I like to compare it to a game of chess at high speed with strength and physics. So in geometry, so let's say 
how many angles are in the elbow, just going from here to here, and the wrist, fingers, and then there's pressures. You can pull, you can push, depending on what you're doing. You just have to keep your elbow on the pad. That's it. That Well, there's a few more rules than that. So imagine doing all that at high speed, and then it becomes really more complicated after that. Wow. Yeah. So you can be evenly matched with somebody, and most people won't see this from a match on TV, but you might be stronger at one degree of an angle in a direction that I'm not, and it could be over like that. That's nerve-wracking when you're wow. up there. I mean, you've played sports. Right. I I played football. I played soccer, Everything. So I, you get that adrenaline rush. Nothing compares to maybe something like getting into a fight might compare right. to it, but I've right. never done that in the ring. So, um, But I compare it to something like that, just the adrenaline buildup, because you're going into battle, but it can be over in half a second. And then once you get that one done, you're fine. Okay. How do you train for that, though? What I mean, because there are a lot of different movements. Right. you got to have a strong hand. Um Strong wrist, obviously, forearm, and it all connects to the back. So having a really strong back and being able to implement that containment factor from the fingertips to the back is, is kind of what you need to be strong in. A strong core does help. Um, yeah, so my workouts, obviously, are all upper body focused. I'll do legs maybe. We have leg equipment in my garage once every six months. <laughs> Unless I'm trying to gain weight, then I'll do the leg extensions and squats with the wife. But um, very rarely until recently, because I used to compete at a lower weight. Now, like when I met you, I think I was probably 150 pounds. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot lighter. So 50 pounds heavier. Marriage helps. <laughs> I've settled nicely into that weight class now. So that helps, too. And then as far as how is endurance a factor? Do you get into any situations where you guys are equally matched and you're just beating the shit out like of yourself to try to pull the other guy and not, nothing, nobody's moving. Yeah. I've been in a lot of those, you know, imagine exerting yourself with a hundred percent force for like 30 seconds or a minute and you have to breathe and you start cramping and you're waiting for the other guy to breathe. So you can surge properly in a different direction and yeah, sometimes you get into these really long wars and it can ruin the rest of your event. Like, you get into a match with somebody in this bracket tournament, and you have a minute-long war, and then right after that, you got to arm wrestle another guy who's fresh. You can be out. So, mm. really nerve-wracking there, too. But, yeah, I couldn't imagine doing, myself, I, doing anything else. I think there was a um, there was a podcast. Tim Ferriss was interviewing Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he was talking about psych psychology, mm -hmm. basically psych psychology psychological war and he would talk to somebody he would see while they were working out in the, in the morning or whatever in the same spot and he'd say oh man what happened to your legs you know or whatever and he would plant that seed arnold was bad at that he used to do that to everybody <laughs> i remember watching pumping iron he would start messing with lou ferrigno and all these other guys because he was the man you know they automatically looked up to him and they're chasing him and he would just yeah, I've heard stories about him. Yeah, yeah does that the best of that. does that ever happen in All arm the time. wrestling? Especially now, now that arm wrestling's got more clout, it's more mainstream. You're starting to see it on, you know, different broadcasts, TV, ESPN, and uh, there's some characters now that really exploit that, and it's 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 very entertaining. You know, it's like <laughs> misdirection, and yeah, there's guys that'll like start messing with each other, and and what they're doing is gaining an advantage, and they're not realizing it. The lesser experienced guy. Almost like a magic trick oh, yeah. in a way. A lot of that. And I'm starting to do that now in my older years. 
If he's a younger guy that I know is strong and he's coming up or has beat me before, I'll start messing with him from a psychological standpoint because it's like, well, I know I got that on him. Yeah. And it sometimes works. So <laughs> Got to get these kids, man, with old man strength. When I was wrestling, um, you know, back in the day, I've wrestled since fifth grade and then also mm -hmm. in, in college. and mm -hmm. But I would work myself into a frenzy. Like right before my match, I would be back there and I would be pacing and I'd pace quick and then I'd be building my adrenaline like and and then for whatever reason, I walk faster and then I'd like start moving and I just mm -hmm. like start a fire. Right? right. And then what would happen is I would go to the mat and then my coach would be get him and he'd go whack and he'd slap me in the back and then it'd be like, you know, and mm -hmm. I was like electricity was coming out of my ears it would it would be there would be so much energy and i would come and i would shake the guy's hand and then i i'm sure he's like going well you know and that intimidation it wasn't i wasn't trying to intimidate them but 100 percent that helped in a lot Absolutely. of cases because you know you see somebody like that that is going crazy basically and you're like Oh shit, you know, like this isn't going to be fun. That guy's got way more energy than I do right now, you oh, know, yeah. that kind of thing, but yeah. But it definitely worked to my advantage many times, not just in wrestling, but in other life situations where I was there was there were many other people mm -hmm. around that were going to kick my ass and I was like, let's go, you know? And then they're like, well, maybe we might not mess with that guy because he might do something stupid. Right. And so that's just kind of helped. But um, so, oh, yeah. yeah, intimidation techniques work. There's a lot of that um, in arm wrestling. There, there's It reminds me of this guy who's been arm wrestling since, I think his first tournament was the year I was born, 1980, or, or like the year before I was born. Anyways, he was in the movie Over the Top. You see oh, him yeah. briefly in there. He, he's, a, he's an actual world champion from back in the day. Um, I got to arm wrestle him on the broadcast for the World Arm Wrestling League a few years back. And oh, cool. it was kind of like the passing of the torch type of scenario because he was like one of the best uh, lightweights of all time. And I was a lightweight. And he's from Southern California. Saying, well, California's mine. You know? <laughs> so, you know, they set that match up. And this guy, 165 pounds. He's got hands that are probably like that much bigger than mine. Oh, damn. It's, it's crazy. You can see it on, on YouTube. Um, huge forearms. They call him Popeye. Well, there's a few guys called Popeye. But uh, anyways, what he does, he's known for this intensity, is he'll smell uh, ammonia capsules or smelling salt, and he'll shake the table, and he's just really intense. And for 14 years, he's beaten me. Like, literally, until I forgot what tournament it was where I just said, you know what, I'm just going to fire off on this guy and see what happens and i finally got a win on him before that match and then he wanted to get revenge so it was a perfect setup i ended up winning but what he does is shake the table so I, I realized let me just let him do his thing because if you try to match his intensity you're screwed so you can actually see me just very calmly letting him do that and then i just go up and close my hand around his giant hand and then it was, <laughs> it was my game i knew i was gonna do well that day but yeah there's guys that are very intense like that. You yeah. Just let them do their thing. Let it work to, again, and, and that was an interesting transition using wrestling going into jujitsu mm -hmm. because wrestling is that intensity, right? Jujitsu is more of, like, I think somebody told me it's the gentle art. 
right? And so you want to be smooth and relaxed and focused and mm-hmm. as opposed to wrestling is like explosive and you know, and you're going out and whoever has more endurance is going to end up winning and that kind of thing. So, um, I never would have known that knowing that they're similar. Yes. But see, here's a, here's an interesting thing. When you take a wrestler and you put them in jujitsu, a lot of the, a lot of the UFC champions have been wrestlers, right? Right. And then they, they, they go into jujitsu or, or any of the other, um, you know, martial arts and, at first, it's a big problem, you know, because I, I'll never forget wrestling when I we would do judo in the off season. I'll never mm-hmm. forget, and so wrestling was always my thing. When I went there, I was I was usually one of the better wrestlers or whatnot. And so, um, one day I had I'm like, yeah, you want to wrestle? Okay, let's go. Boom! And I I got him, got him on his back, and I'm like, yeah, thinking I did something, and he's just all nice and calm and nonchalant, and then he gets his finger. And then he oh. sticks it up my nose. <laughs> and I was like, what the, you know? Right. And it occurred to me, Clay Brown, that <laughs> it doesn't matter if I have you on your back. You know? It doesn't matter. And if you're okay with being on your back, and I think that I have the advantage on you because I have you on your back, mm-hmm. but I just put you in a place of strength, not knowing it, uh, that's a double whammy for me, right? And wrestlers are like, rah, 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 you know, and then you you gas. But if you're like what you did, like exactly how you explained it, I can see how you let him you let him gas himself out, and then you just and, and, and arm wrestling. It. Like if we take the intensity part out of that, and just mostly when you think arm wrestling, you want to beat the guy fast, right? You want to try to. Um, there's guys who specialize in like they're just one either slow off the go, or they specialize in catching. Or they'll, or their hit, as we call it, is more for control, not for speed. So, like, if you hit into my power, same kind of thing. Then it's my game. It might look like I'm losing, but you're in where I'm strong. So, and I, and then I can, you can take me in a direction right. that I'm not strong. Exactly, because you're using all your strength to go in this one your A game direction. But if I've got a B game, C game, and over here, if I catch you in that, you're screwed. And there's guys that'll wear you out. Yeah, it, it's. So I get it now. I get yeah. And they look so calm when you're watching UFC on the ground and they're just they're moving, they're doing stuff and, and most people don't really understand what's happening, but yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Was, Position yeah. then submission. That that was the thing that I Same constantly thing, yeah. go over in my mind. Position then submission. You got mm-hmm. if you go for the submission and you don't if you're not in position, mm-hmm. then you screw yourself. But that I could see that totally relating to arm yeah. wrestling. Yeah. There's guys who are really good at that too. And the psychological. Yeah. Same How many matches do you have in a year? <sighs> I go to, uh, now that I'm married with kids, when I was younger, I would go to one every month because there was tournaments all over the place. Um, now that I'm married, when the league was up, the World Arm Wrestling League that I was a part of, um, they kind of took a hiatus when COVID hit. Um because they're a business and they wanted to run it smoothly. And if you're running things in different states and there's all these different restrictions and you're flying in athletes from all over the world, you, know, you can't really run a business. So um, when that was up, I would have two paid matches a year on average. And they pay you to travel. They pay you to be there. If you win, you get more money. Um, so that was nice because I get to see different states compete. And, um, but most tournaments aren't like that. Usually you're paying your way. 
going to an event in Wyoming or, or I went to Kansas City this year, um, partly for a business expense or, or trip because um, there's a tournament there. Plus, the guy that's there running it has one of my territories. Oh, so nice. it's kind of like me showing up to support. And I got to arm wrestle. <laughs> yeah, bonus. Yeah. So I'll try to get to at least one new state a year and then compete in Arizona, Nevada, California if there's something. And then uh, sometimes Utah. And I think this next year I'm going to Philadelphia, assuming travel's good. Do you arm wrestle other – you said other countries too, right? There's guys who fly – well, not so much right now, but people flew in from all over. Is there a territory um, or a country that is known for having strong arm wrestlers? Yes. Uh, there's several Eastern European type, uh, Ukraine, Kazakhstan, believe it or not, Turkey, Russia, of course. Um, and it's different in different countries. Like our super heavyweights have always been able to, I don't want to say dominate overseas. Things have changed a little bit in recent years. I mean, there's, there's this monster from Georgia. Uh, Georgia over, Eastern overseas? Europe, Georgia, okay. yeah, and he's like the number one guy. But our guys are right there from North America. And there's several other guys in, in, in Europe. But, you know, you flash forward 10 years ago, it was the North American super heavyweights that were the kings, the best. My weight classes, it's usually the Eastern Europeans. And they start them young. So by the time they're 18, they're junior world champions and they could beat grown men. Wow. 14, 15 years old, these, these, these kids. It's crazy. You know, we're doing football, <clears> soccer, <throat> trying to do something that's quote-unquote, popular in America, mm -hmm. they're doing strength sports, and they're they're already years ahead by the time we get to them. Wow. So, yeah, hmm. that's never uh, fun to meet up with those guys. Well, it's it's fun, but it's definitely a learning experience. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine you're, you're, you're definitely biting your lip. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, how, how can they be this strong? This And it's not necessarily a strength thing, because Americans are strong. American muscle, right? It's just the timing and their tendons, and they're just conditioned for it. You know, it's like a golfer that starts at two or a right. gymnast, you know, they're just yep. made to do this. Yep. Well, like I, I talked to my son, I haven't got him into wrestling, which is, you know, I'm stupid for not doing that, but, mm. but he's, a he's very athletic. He's doing baseball and football and, um, he's very fast and, and he's strong as hell. I've taken him to the gym with me and I'm just like, damn dude, like good job, man. Nice. You know, yeah. high five. But um, proud dad moment. Yeah. yeah, definitely a lot of those. But but the but I haven't got him on the mat. Like I haven't put him there, and I and I just wish because. But I tell him it's like you know, the thing is, if you go against a wrestler that has wrestled for ten years, right, that has had his ass kicked in practice over and over and over and over and over, and you've never been a wrestler, but you're strong, and you're fast. Mm -hmm you're going to get your ass kicked because mm -hmm. it doesn't like it doesn't matter because there there have been so many moments where you tried this move and it doesn't work and so in a wrestling room you can over 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 drill 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 mm -hmm. and and you know that if you try this this happens 90% of the time but when this happens then you reflect you your your reflex goes over here and then that happens over here and then so you build on all of these failures right, right. that didn't work that didn't work that didn't work that didn't and so going up up against somebody that's never been able to put all of those failures together mm -hmm. in one cohesive 
movement or, you know, it's like a reflex. Um, it's going to be very difficult to kick someone's ass that in wrestling. Now, if it's a boxer and he's been boxing and he punches you out, all right, well, that's cool. Right. That makes sense. Or yeah. kicker, you know, it's the thing is, it's like um, it's good to be well-rounded, you know, I guess. And the fact that he's already, how old is he now? He's a freshman. Okay, perfect. So he can jump in and see how he does. If he's naturally yeah. good at sports, you can naturally, like, you know, once an athlete, always an athlete. Yes. Like, yes. like Michael Jordan. Like, oh, I'm going to go golf or play baseball. And I guess yeah. he wanted to play baseball. <laughs> and then he just kicks like, it. Look how kicks good ass. you were at basketball and you didn't even like basketball as much as baseball. Must be nice. Right, no Jeez. kidding. Huh? Yep. The rest of us tried a sport and or several. It's like, ah, oh, well, we can, we can do arm wrestling in our old age because we didn't make it in anything else. Yeah. That's a typical story for us. Yeah, well, wow. you gotta love it, man. So you have you have a couple kids. How many? Three kids? daughters. Three daughters. Okay. Three daughters. <laughs> Three daughters. So how's that? <laughs> how's that? Work? No, they're they're great. I they're, mean, you post pictures. They're beautiful. They're fun. They're beautiful. They're they're crazy. I guess that's everything. With kids, right? They're they're beautiful. They're cute. They're fun. They're crazy. They're smart. They're, they're challenging. Aliens. Yeah, and they're all under five. <laughs> we pumped them out very quick and started a business and all that stuff you're not supposed to do all at once my wife and i said here hold our beers yeah i mean struggles so, real yeah. so i guess if you could relate the the arm wrestling you know with the training and the and with having a family and it's like building that and the relationship is it what has helped you and your wife stay together and stay happy when you're going through this, you know, these challenges of not of uncertainty and of you having to spend time and then her having to work and mm-hmm. then having three kids and daughters on top of that. Daughters, I think daughters are they're they're harder than than sons, like ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, I would your imagine. Oldest is 20, 23. I remember she was yeah ten or twelve when we met. Oh yeah. yeah. Piss and vinegar. And then my my other daughter, I have another daughter that is mm-hmm. seven now. Mm-hmm. I'm right behind you on that. that age group. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd have to say my wife has been, she's, well, obviously talks you back from the ledge because, you know, we're psychos trying to do a million things and manage a family and be there and you lose sight of how to do things the right way. It's like, we're not stupid, we know, but we just forget. It's like, oh, okay, I need to, you know, bring myself back to being a dad and not think about the business or I've met, I've been able to manage arm wrestling in a family. That's easy. I just go hit the gym. I knew I, I knew what I have to do. I've been doing the sport for so long. The week of, if I used to have to cut weight, I was a miserable, <laughs> um, cutting weight. You've wrestled, you know, it's, it's terrible. Oh, it sucks. And, yeah. And for wrestling, you have to use more energy, I think, than we do. So is it same day weigh-ins for wrestling oh yeah see that's terrible yeah at least we get water cuts the night before and then we're 30 pounds heavier the next day yeah and we feel fine after we hydrate you know i can't imagine having to do it same day yeah so the week of dieting down is terrible but now that i'm gaining and, and i'm in a heavier weight class Marsh arm wrestling moves. is the easiest thing that i do it's the family and the business the business more so family i'm not an expert my kids are young i've been married as of what, three days ago, six years? So I'm new to that, too. But, you know, we learn as we go. We've managed to be okay so far. 
Yeah. No, it's good, man. It's it seems like you guys have a good relationship and we met understand. late too. You know, well, I don't want to say late. We met in 34, 35. So we'd already lived enough to figure out what we don't want. Right. And figure out how we want to do things and yeah, so that helped too. So when it comes <clears throat> to back to business for a second, when it comes yep. to Figuring out a new product, do you have a routine? How do you figure out what product and then what flavors? Perfect question. Um, I designed this whole, I guess, all the products to my standards, which isn't the best, depending on who you talk to. Um, but what's the best way to say this? I've been around it for so long that I knew what I liked and I knew what the masses liked. So I tried to combine both of those. So maybe if I wanted something with a little less sugar or more sugar, but more people are buying, I have to kind of meet in the middle. But I knew what people liked. So let's say our protein, I wanted to keep it as complete and simple for the masses. Minus vegan, obviously. But we got to that two years later, we got to the vegan protein. So we have that now. Um, so I designed that with, you know, relatively low sugar, low carb, high enough protein, low sodium. Even though most people don't look at sodium, they just look at protein, calories, but sodium. A lot of these proteins have a ton of sodium and they wonder why they're bloating. It's like, we'll get one with less sodium, maybe you'll bloat less, you know, things like that. So having 20 years experience doing this stuff or at least being around it, I knew what to have and what not. So I told the lab, I call it the Nat Cave. It's like, all right, I want a protein and I want it like this. So I send them and they're like, all right. And then they, they send me samples. We try it, we like it, we hate it. Let's try these flavors. Oh, wow. That's how we do it. A new product. A lot of them are pretty simple, though, like the BCAAs, the branch chain aminos. It's just the simple 2-1-1 ratio of aminos. And you can't really mess that up. You just pick flavors that are, that are good. Um, when you say 2-1-1, what is that? Two, two parts of what? Leucine, one... isoleucine, valine, the, the three branch chain aminos. The, the, the common formula is 2-1-1 ratio of those. There's certain companies that will try to argue, oh, 4-1-1, 6-1-1, 12-1. It's all BS. Got it. Um, Certain Smoke products take a little bit more thought, like the joints. Well, the joint support wasn't really that. Here's how I developed that one. People are buying glucosamine, chondroitin, mm -hmm. MSM, vitamin D3, turmeric for anti-inflammation. Let's put it all in one. See what happens. That's how we made it. Got it in a pill. We're getting great feedback on it. So it's everything people are buying individually all in one product. So that was that simple. Didn't take very long to figure that one out. You know, we got more products coming. Now, how do you get that to to let people know the the people that are buying the turmeric or the people that are buying the glucosamine? How do you let? Hey, check it out. Hold on a second. Come look over here. That's exactly how I do it. Now we haven't done advertising on a grand scale yet because you got to have the funding for that. So, flashing back to when we started, all the funds we had had to go into product. And then I started with four products in a couple territories. And we started to do this. So you had to depend on these guys distributing it to grow. Luckily, we had enough early on that we have up to 27 products now as of. Oh, wow. Hopefully they arrive this month, the new ones, but probably going to be till January. Um, so, yeah, half a dozen or two dozen territories distributing it. Small interest in Canada that's generating a little bit of revenue but even then it's just enough to get things to keep moving 
right we haven't profited like those huge companies like the hundreds of millions or anything like that so we're still not yet small not yet, yet. <laughs> but again my new friends you know that are going to help out um they're going to take care of that advertising part that's been missing so when i've had these meetings they're surprised that i got this far without doing anything like that my advertising on social media is me posting or my territory's posting and it's just you know i've done a few paid advertisements but now that i'm learning a lot more about it, it doesn't really do much unless you have the right funding and sourcing and, and so i gotta ask you though because i'm we're facebook friends but and mm -hmm. I, I always laugh because you're always posting funny things where you um you you will literally photo i don't know if you photoshop or do you just come up with an idea and tell somebody or everything you, on my phone so you literally come up with a picture photoshop whatever it is type whatever it is that you type and then yep. wow man i've got That's like six or seven apps that do the photo the the the, the fonts the color like yeah, very, very simple. I don't have Photoshop. I, I Now, for the website, I had to outsource to actual graphics graphic designers and people who know how to do this professionally. That's why it looks tip-top now. But, yeah, the stuff that I do on our social media is very layman. You just low. figure it. And do you have – do you just get um, – do you have moments of – inspiration or uh, do you have a clockwork oh it's been i gotta do it today or i gotta do it every other day or how what's your well i try to post in the morning and the evening just as those constant reminders that people need product or they need to see it because if they see it they remember and they're like oh yeah i need to get this but then i'll have those pops into my head and it's weird like i've done ten thousand posts when i first started instagram i only got on there because i was at my buddy's gym and these guys saw us arm wrestling, and the guy said, hey, can we follow you? Like, what the hell are you talking about? And my buddy said, Instagram. I was like, oh, great. Now I got to get on Instagram. And this was, <laughs> what year was this, 2013, 14? I was on Facebook already just to keep in touch with family, and it was kind of mm -hmm. fun because we did the MySpace thing, remember? Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm not getting on Instagram. <laughs> and the next thing you know, that's where it's at. It's like... And now you now there's TikTok. Have you done anything with TikTok? One of our distributors, this young lady in Rancho Cucamonga, she made a video. She's probably in her early 20s, young trainer. Okay, I'm going to have to talk about this. <laughs> she, she made a video. Excuse me. And it's my buddy's niece. So he's kind of helping her fund the territory because he, you know, he's in business and he wants to help his niece do something because she's a trainer and she's got a, a small following. She posted a video of her kind of shaking her butt and obviously our proteins in the back and she made a protein shake. Got 4 million views. So that was my introduction to TikTok because I didn't Holy know. guacamole. I just saw people doing these stupid challenges and I'm like, I'm not getting on TikTok. I'm not doing any of that. But I saw that that's another advertising realm. 4 million just, views. Just from a girl shaking her butt and making a protein shake. Now, do I condone that type of behavior for my company? No. We try to keep it classy, right? But it worked, and, and she ran out of pro a protein, and I ran out of the same flavors because they came looking at And I told her, I said, look, you need to get some business coaching because you are you can make way more money selling our products. if you." So we had to talk with her. And yeah, she's gonna be she's gonna be just fine. When I was at USC, um, it was for the entrepreneurship program, and there mm -hmm. were other. You know, you had to part of the program is you start your own business, right? And you have to 
take it through all of the different steps. And then I they love ha- that. Yeah, it's cool. It's yeah. really cool. I learned a lot. At the time that I went there, I already started several businesses and, you know, st- stupidly. Um, but that's how you learn, right? And, and so there's a question. A lot of people are like, you can't teach entrepreneurship. You can't teach it. And so what the hell or would you get a degree in entrepreneurship, you dumbass? Mm-hmm. Um, they have a good point. So I don't think entrepreneurship really can be taught. I think you got to have it. However, however, there are things that you can learn that can help you be more effective and efficient. Right. And there are people that you can meet that you can increase your network. So those things together, it, it's, it made sense for me. And I'm so glad I did it. Yeah. I got that opportunity. But there were people that were starting businesses where they were taking influencers and connecting them with products. So products. Now, what ended up happening is a lot of them were like, ah, you know, for the, the, the people that have the products, you know, you might see an up and comer, but they haven't made it that, that point. And so they don't want them. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you have these other people that have made it to this point where they have a hundred million or whatever, a million followers, whatever it is, a lot of followers. Mm-hmm. And it's so expensive that they don't have the budget. And so it's, it's a really difficult way of, you know, so. Seen it. I'm in it. I've, you know, I've got some people that are out there promoting, you know, a lot of it is within the arm wrestling community, which is great. And I mean, it's a blessing because I wouldn't have been able to start it without that community. Um, but yeah, there's, there's guys who I take care of that do help grow from their YouTube channels or, or whatever. None of them are like, Crazy, crazy famous. I've had a few people that have, you know, a few hundred thousand followers post our stuff. And um, it's generated a little bit of business, but we haven't paid them to do anything yet. But once again, we circle back around to my new friends. Um, they already have it all lined up. Like, they want to pay a lot of people to do this. I'm like, well, that's great because obviously we didn't have the funding to do that. It's hard enough right. to get the product. We haven't been able to get the product at the cheapest price point yet because we didn't have a quarter million dollars in the bank. to, f- And we didn't have the demand for it. Right. Because last thing you want to do is take out a loan, get that product that sits, expires because you don't have the advertising because you spent all your money on. So, like I said, don't ever start supplements unless you're already rich or you have an avenue that's got all those followers. Like if you have this next rising star coming out of college to go into the NFL, well, sign him quick. (laughs) Let him market your stuff. But I don't have that kid yet. (laughs) So we had to do it the old fashioned way. It's almost like it's like you're. Starting a business is almost like riding a unicycle, you know, and in a race. And you got to get from point A to point B quick, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, before before the race is over. Yeah. And so, but you've never ridden a unicycle before and and you're going to fall. And unless you're tough enough to get your ass back up on that unicycle mm-hmm. and do it again and look stupid and be slow and be embarrassed. And, you know, if you don't have those characteristics then do not start your own business. Some of these multi-level marketing companies, you know, they'll get a bunch of people into a room Mm -hmm. and you have a very charismatic speaker that goes up to the front and Mm -hmm. is like, everybody, I was like you. I had a job and I hated it every morning. And, you know, I had a dream of flying an airplane and 
you know, it sucked. And I, I cried myself to sleep every night, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I finally took the plunge and I, I, and now I can, I have my own jet and I make, you know, a bazillion dollars every second and, you know, whatever. It gets, sometimes it gets a little, you're looking at it like, mm-hmm, I don't think so. Like, right. if you're making that much money, why are you here on a Sunday night and not mm-hmm. with your family? You know, that kind of thing. So, right. um, but there is some, but, but I'll never forget. I was invited to one of these meetings. Somebody said, Scotty, we want you to, I want, I want your opinion. I want you to tell me what you think about this opportunity. Perfect. Right. And I knew that is a tactic. It is a hundred percent tactic. And I'm okay with that because I'm like, you know, I had a lot of respect for this guy. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I, I will do that. And I will give you my opinion. He didn't realize what that meant when he was asking for my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I went to it and then the the guy had asked every or actually told everybody, go out and get a credit card, put your first auto ship on your credit card, which is like $2,000. And then it's an auto ship and then you can get the product and sell the product and then you can pay your credit card and then you basically jumpstart your business without having anything. And I'm just like going like, God, does he know what he's saying? Like, holy crap. Like that takes. And so that was like nails on a chalkboard, right? Because I had at that point, I'd ha- I'd gone through bankruptcy. I had a- gone through a foreclosure. I had a repossession of my car. I've, I've gone through all these life experiences mm-hmm. because I made stupid choices, right? Mm-hmm. And I had to suffer. And it's like. I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask other people to put themselves in a situation like that. Right. Right. And that's what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I'm, that's okay. That's cool. He can do that. But anyway, note to self, this is my notes. I'm going to, you know, and then usually in these meetings at the end of the meeting, there's like a big, um, climax. Right. And then everybody is and then it's kind of like a hard close we'll sign up right now and then everybody you know and then it's the peer pressure thing and then that's how they get to people to sign up but i saw that climax happening and i'm like hey i gotta go hey i'm gonna thank you for inviting me here i appreciate that i will get you you know what i think and and then boom i dipped before it got to that point right right before it got to that point and he's like okay you know um and then i wrote a very long letter um, and I started it out with the sales approach saying, this is why I think this is great. And I went through the people, I went through the product, I went through the environment, I went through the timing, I went through the price point, I went through the business opportunity. I was very thorough on all of these different things, why I think it's a great, a great idea, great timing. Yeah, you're unbiased on... But now here's the... <laughs> yes. So, here's so, the boom. So now that you understand... I understand. Yeah. Now let me put a little extra how my my perspective on things. And while this is good, you know, and then I just broke it down a lot, a lot of things, but in a tactful way. But and then I I had references to like Herbalife and then I had references mm-hmm. to like marketing where like the little gorillas where they're basket, bouncing a basketball and then you have a gorilla walk in and out. Have you seen those? those yeah. You know, and, and then I referenced that and then I referenced um, some other some other things that were 
to my point, like, hey, this is great. However, this company is having an issue because of these situations that you're saying over here, but they're doing it over here and there's a big court case and that kind of stuff. And so, and the point was, and because I did that, because I respected this man mm -hmm. and I wanted him to understand how I understand things. And, and I was so upset at the response I got. Literally, like, I had this much broke in... And his response was, wow, um, thank you for that. I didn't realize you saw it this way. It's clear that there's many ways to improve. That's it. Like, it was a sentence. And I'm like, some bitch. Like, Did he join? No, he was part of it. He was part oh, of it. Gotcha, and gotcha, him gotcha. inviting me okay. is because he was okay. inviting me. He wanted me to join. But he, because he knows I have a lot okay. of my bad. different I thought contacts. It was somebody who was thinking about joining that had you come with him. Oh no. Okay. This no, he was, was already immersed. Already in, immersed. The... Yes. And he was telling me about it. And, and so that's why I was and and, um, I still to this day, I'll never forget that because it's like, I really, I really poured a lot into the, and so I wanted to, I wanted to hear objections like, Hey, I, you know, you see it this way, but it's flawed. You don't see the whole picture because of this. And this is why I'm doing it. You know, that's what I was fishing for. I wanted right. that to, because, because we all can learn every day. Like right. we all have biases, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes those biases are stupid. And sometimes it takes people to point that out. Right. And you were giving them your honest opinion and kind of like, all right, now prove me what I think wrong. Cause you definitely would want to hear it, but. Obviously, he couldn't do that, so he just dipped out of the conversation. Yep, and he's like, peace out. Like, oh, I'm not going to spend any more time on you. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. You know, and I, and I, I stress that our company is not a multi-level thing. Like, I tell people off the bat, look, you're going to run your own ship. It's it's, But it's not one of those, hey, you're running your ship, but it's yeah. not like that, you know? Right. So, but I have to sit down with these guys because when they get the product, their first order, I'm like, you're not making money. This is money that you're generating to invest back into <laughs> maybe the third or fourth round you can start putting stuff away because and luckily i had my my one of my good friends dad he's my tax guy known him for 35 years and um he's also been a cfo for a lot of big companies so he is my financial kind of like tax guy mentor and, and he can keep me out of trouble because i didn't know anything about this i didn't know about paying the state taxes every quarter and or, and yeah, get in trouble mm -hmm. So he's like, well, this is what you need to do. He's like, I don't know anything about your business, but you do. But I can keep you out of trouble. I said, perfect. So he was kind of like my my helper doing all this. But I've kind of been like the helper to my guys signing on because a lot of them, they got product. They sold it. And they spent all that money on their bills or other stuff. And I'm like, well, how are you going to reinvest in product? Like, trust me. Do you see me rolling in a Rolls Royce yet? And I'm four years in. Come on. Yeah. yeah. This takes time to grow. But people just want the quick. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to tell them, look, step back down. This is a business that you're growing. Now you have the means to grow it on your own and we help. But you still got to be smart about it. Yeah. And you know, these people have coaching. You know, uh, so but I want I do want to make a point like the MLS business in and of itself is a great business. Mm -hmm. It's it's a great business. It's great opportunity. All of the major corporations are there. There is a aspect of multi-level mm -hmm. marketing because people right. invite other people. Right. And so. I, I'm not saying that that's bad. My issue is how it is presented. Mm -hmm. If you are 
doing this as multi-level, then it's okay. But say that. Don't be a sh- don't be a wolf and dress like a sheep. Don't do that. Right. Just be a wolf and say, "Hey, I'm not going to bite you. Look, come with me and we can go get some good sheep." Right? And this and this is how this business works. Mm-hmm. And these are the these are the downfalls. You're going to get hit in this way. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be this. You're going people are going to say this like Give them all the bad shit, right? But but a lot of times, my issue is not with the business in general. It is with how it is presented. And and many of those is they sell the dream, right? They sell the Rolls Royce. That's what they sell. I've seen it. Right. Seen a lot of people and, go through that. And yeah. so I just wanted to I just wanted to emphasize that you know yeah. I the way that you're doing it I think is the right way. It 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 takes time, but that is the that is the right way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely selling the dream. I've seen a lot of people fall into certain things and, and they're out. You know, it's like, okay, well. I never ask them about it because it's probably a touchy subject, but yeah, we've had guys that they couldn't make it with our company too that just, what if for whatever reason, because if, well, to put it more bluntly, especially within this whole COVID thing because people's personal jobs have been hit, their main sources of income. So they're not able to do their side, which is NatFit, because they can't afford to invest in product to sell yeah. it. So in that sense, some people have suffered, but other guys have made it part of their career. So that's kind of cool to see both and where we can kind of navigate through and fix things too, hopefully as time goes on. Yeah, well, there's definitely a million different directions that you can go. So hopefully at some point, you know, this, this can help and maybe a marketing aspect or so if somebody wanted to get in touch with you or they wanted to check out your products, where do they go? Natfitnation.com is our website. Um, we'll hopefully by December have 27 products on there. Um, right now you can get about 20 different products. Um, COVID delays, supply chain has really affected the timing with everything. We've got stuff coming late. I didn't get my pumpkin spice protein until November. And we were shooting an ad for it in October or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we missed all of October, which that's fine. There's some people out there that want pumpkin spice year-round. But um, NatFit uh, Official is my Instagram. And, um, yeah, people can just email me, jamie at natfitnation.com, or call me. My cell phone's all over the website and everything. Text me. Probably a better idea. <laughs> um, phone rings off the hook. So once we get to be bigger, you know, we'll have – a phone that's at the office that I don't have to answer. Right. Because I won't be there. <laughs> I'm taking a nap in my office. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite product? Well, my baby is my, my very first one. And it was... All right. When you come out with a, 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 a supplement company, you can do things the normal way, which is, oh, let me go get vanilla and chocolate because that's what we were drinking 30 years ago. Or a pre-workout that's fruit punch, which we have all that. But I didn't want to start with all that. I wanted to start with something that's different. And I have never seen, until after we did, and I could be wrong, a glazed donut flavored protein. So I started with glazed donut. Then I went to chocolate. Then back to vanilla. Then we got all the fun flavors like birthday cake and blueberry muffin and a strawberry because you got to have strawberry. (laughs) But yeah, my favorite product is the one that let me start, which was glazed donut. What is the best tasting product? Blueberry muffin protein. I haven't seen anybody do that either. And we nailed it with that one. Your whole house will smell like blueberries. You can make blueberry pancakes with just the, oh, it's amazing. Amazing. What is the 
healthiest one. Fruits and greens. And these are all protein shakes that you're talking about? Not the fruits and greens. Oh, okay. our, our fruits and greens is an all-natural fruits and greens product, so it's got your antioxidants, uh, boosts immune function, digestive health. It's your typical fruits and greens superfood type product that you see on the market. Um, ours only has one gram of sugar, eight calories. It's a pill? Uh, powder. Oh, powder. powder. Okay. You drink it. You can mix it with your protein or you know, just drink it straight. Um, hopefully we can come out with a second flavor of that because our Canadian line, uh, ours is a strawberry kiwi. Nice, fresh flavor. It doesn't taste like you're drinking pond water like some of these <laughs> on the market taste. And all of our products, we set our line at slightly cheaper than the competition, even though our competition is big business. So we're taking a major hit with profit so we can have a business. So hopefully at some point when we're a big business, hey, we have the right price point. Um, I feel like that's going to also come with, um, you know, it's um, it's like artillery in the military. You know, you have coordinates mm -hmm. and you stick it and pew, and then, oh, it was too far north, 300 yards. So then you call it in and you say, hey, come back this far, come back that far. Do it again. Boom. Right. And then you, mm -hmm. oh, and then, and it's going to take you a little bit to zero that, that right. marketing. I feel like that's, I think anybody that has a product has to go back and forth with their price points. I like that reference. That. It's perfect. Yeah. It, yeah. And, you know, we were talking about it, like when I'm drawing, I don't want to say drawing up the schematic. I, before we launched, I was doing all this in my head. It's like, all right, well, I know that I need to charge this. It's going to cost this. It's like, we're going to be suffering with some of these products early on because some of them just don't make any money. Like proteins, you're not making money. They're just restocking the shelves, right? Even the big companies, they don't make a lot of money on proteins because everybody's taking them, which is why we don't have a, a typical multivitamin because we can't produce 100,000 units and sell them for 3 or $4 like Costco or 10 bucks for our cost would be like, 15 to 20 and nobody wants to spend 20 bucks on a something they can get at Costco for cheap. So that's why we don't have multivitamin. But. So do you have how many, <clears throat> how many, okay. So you have 27 products. Mm -hmm. Are they all powdered or there, are there any other, are there any pills? Most are powders. Mm -hmm. Um, the pill products are joint support, our testosterone booster, um, uh, our fat burner that's coming out. We do have a, a powdered thermogenic fat burner that was, launched early on and we have four flavors there but i needed a, a pill fat burner for those who want the pill every yeah eight hours yeah because some people don't want to make the 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 drink like i have i i just don't i haven't done the the powdered right but mm -hmm. maybe i might pop a pill or something if it's like for vitamins maybe right. i might be more inclined to do that because it's easier and faster kind right of thing. and that's what i do every morning is well i know that i need to take my joint supports in the morning so I take the blue pill in the morning and I take the red pill at night, which is a test booster. That's when your body's most anabolic and recovering is when you sleep. So you take the test at night. Only one time or do you take? You're supposed to do one, one, one morning, noon and night, but we're too busy for that yeah. crap. So as yeah. long as you get it in. So I know that I could take the blue in the morning, the red at night. And do you, do you double up on it if you don't take it and, or it's just one? It's not going to hurt you, hurt you to double up on these things, but I always say, don't just skip the day just because I'm supposed to say that. <laughs> say for that. I mean, too much water can hurt you. Right. So, right. It's true. Yeah. So, um, okay. So you have the thermogenic, which is a fat burner. Mm -hmm. Um, you have one that is specifically for joint support. Mm -hmm. You have, what about, and then you have a testosterone booster. Mm -hmm. Um, what other, I mean, that kind of hits all of the, 
pre-workout. The major, okay, the pre-workout, yeah. yeah. We have three different types of pre-workout, and I, I swear I have this discussion like every other day because people want to know what's the difference between this and this, and it's it's a valid question, and it's on our website and frequently asked questions too, but um, so you have your pre-workout, and it's the basic pre-workout formula when pre-workout started. You know, it's going to give you a little bit of a vascular pump, a little bit of caffeine for an energy boost, and you can get through your workout and hopefully not crash, right? That's kind of the... So yeah, there's a totally. lot of companies that play with these caffeine contents to see. So we kept ours at a, at a medium high, 300 milligrams of caffeine, which is high enough because caffeine isn't what's getting you the benefit. That's just the boost and the focus. Everything else in there is what's making you tear down the muscle tissue, get that pump. So we have the pre, which we call pre. We don't call it these funky like gorilla piss names that some of these <laughs> companies have because we want all ages to look at and take it, right? Not to downplay some of these companies, but somebody's grandma isn't going to go want to take an amino acid from a company that's got, you know. Totally. So we wanted to keep it as across the board professional for all ages. Not saying, you know, teenagers should take pre-workouts, but we just wanted the labeling to look like it's your family company. But getting off topic, sorry. <laughs> Ignite is the name of my thermogenic fat burner. People can use that as a pre-workout because it does give you the caffeine boost. Also 300 milligrams caffeine. Doesn't have the pump factor, but it's got the heat factor for sweat. Now it's a fat burner. You can just take it and start your day. I usually take mine when I'm driving. That way I can be focused and it powers through my day. Um, so there's those two you can take pre-exercise. We also have something called Rockstar Pump that I named after a buddy of mine who joined. His nickname is the Rockstar in our sport. And he jumped on board and I said, I'll name this product after you. That's pretty cool. And he's got a gym that he's training people out of and he's selling it out of in San Diego. So, But we needed and something. And that's a pump <clears throat> or what's the? Right. So we, we did a couple different formulas with that one. Um, what we ended up doing is having a non-caffeinated pre-workout. It's called Rockstar. You would think it's got a lot of caffeine, right? Totally. But we wanted to have a nighttime product too that you can work out at night without having to be up all night. So there's no caffeine, but it does have a lot of the heat and it's got double the tingle. So oh, you feel it. like you're right, yeah. but there's no caffeine. So you might go to bed tingly wired, but there's no caffeine wire. So you can still fall asleep. Your hair just might be standing up. <laughs> so that one's a really good one. Um, Got so it. those three, but in, in reality, I mean, you know, this, anything can be a pre-workout, right? Coffee. So Makes sense. When, when some guy tells me, oh, I don't need pre-workout. Okay. <laughs> but you can benefit from the other ingredients other than the caffeine. People just think caffeine. That's, that's not the case. I can't remember. I was taking some, <clears throat> there was some supplement I was taking that, God, I can't remember, but it was, talk about tingly. I would get tingly as hell. It was, mm -hmm. and I kind of liked it at the, at the time, but sometimes I've taken pre-workouts where I've gotten too, too, um, too tingly and too, Jittery. You know, too jittery. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I don't, that's, that's not a good combination sometimes. Right. And they're all going to make you feel similar, but slightly different. So that's why I didn't want to go too high on caffeine with our pre and wanted to have a little bit of the heat factor. And, and so it, it's kind of crazy how these things can change with just a little bit different ingredient. Um, but the beta alanine is what made you feel that tingle. So there's 2,500 yeah. milligrams of that in our pre. 
there's 4,000 milligrams of that in our pump. So when you oh, take damn. that, you know the difference is there. Oh, damn. Yeah. You know what would be cool, man? <clears throat> if you did a... You know, like when you go to a brewery and you get a... a uh, what do they call it? A, um, Cider? No, or, you get a combination. Like they have a like taster, a flight, yeah. Kind of cool. You get a flight, like package up a flight where people can get... The blueberry, they can get, you know, put like seven or eight products in it, but like minute, I mean, packaging and distribute. Yes, there's going to be issues with it, but I feel like some people that buy from you might buy multiple. Absolutely. I, you know, that I, when I, I, would, first I would buy that. got into, really got into supplements when I was in college, I went to UCR. Right around the corner off, I think it was 11th or 7th Street, this guy had a small supplement. It was out of a, like an industrial type office building type place and he was selling supplements out of the back and he was a friend of my buddy's dad who was a cop and we would go in there and get our stuff and he was selling isopure which was my favorite protein yeah i remember that boxes with flavor packets in there like you get a packet of the protein like this and they were all just stacked up 30 of them and it was my favorite protein at the time until i realized how much sodium was in it so anyways <laughs> but yeah that idea always stuck with me like selling them like that and even just the sample packets that my manufacturer could make, only, the only reason we haven't done that yet is price. Because I could get five to 10,000 of these, but it's going to cost me way more than a shipment of bottled stuff I can oh, sell. right, right. So to get the packets of a full sample. Have you looked at outsourcing packets? Not yet. Maybe that, yeah, uh, yeah that's... Interesting, because I, I would because I'm thinking as I'm talking to you, like I'd want to try the thermogenic, I'd want to try the the joint support. Like my, I have bad joints, bad, mm -hmm. bad, bad joints that cause me pain. Like mm -hmm. I wake up, part of the problem of me not sleeping good is issues with that kind of stuff, you know. So, but am I taking anything? No, because I'm too freaking hard headed, and mm -hmm. it's just like, but but at some point I would like to do that, you know. We sample everything, so when everybody. Oh, I don't know how this make me feel. And we'll sample it, put it in a baggie, let them try it. I've I've, <laughs> I've driven around town with when we first started with hundreds of bags, crack baggies. We call them crack yeah. baggies, <laughs> full of powders. But it's like most of the cops are buying for me anyway. So it's like, yeah, you want glazed donut? <laughs> but the pills would be a little bit harder to sample because you have to get it into your system. You need to take the entire bottle. But yeah, just get you one. You could try it. You might like it. Yeah, no, totally. I want to try the blueberry. Like I, there's, I definitely want to try the birthday cake too because I, I like that taste, that My flavor. Wife's favorite. That mm. started off as a seasonal. So it says seasonal. I need to change the label next time we run label prints. So I have to sell a thousand of them and then we can change it again. But um, it says seasonal blend because we were only selling it during the holidays, and people were like, "We want this year round." Like pumpkin spice, that's a seasonal. I don't think I'll ever make that year round. Yeah. Just keep that for October, Makes September, sense. October, November. But birthday cake, yeah, it was too good. Had to have it all year. <laughs> my wife made me. That's cool. What about what about <clears throat> okay, we're we're coming to a close. I know you got other stuff to do and um I got kids and you know, we all have everything. Well, you're busier than me. You yeah. got five kids, five dogs, five <laughs> jobs, yeah. five computers, yeah. thirty cameras. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, you got to love it, man. Somebody's got to do it, though. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to nutrition, like, do you, like, what is your, if somebody was listening and they're like, you know, damn it, I'm, 
I'm fat. I'm not in the shape or I'm not in the right place of mind and I need to do something. I need to, I'm going to try nutrition. I'm going to try to do what would you recommend because there are so many the paleo diet, the keto, the all of these different diets that are out there. Would you recommend one over another if somebody is trying to Good question. Whenever somebody messages me about a product or I always say call me because it's a way more in-depth conversation than just me telling you about this product. So let's say like the most common one I get is, hey, I want to try that thermogenic. Give me a call first. Let's chat. Let's chat about that. And I'll immediately start asking them. So what do you do every day? What are you eating? I always take it back to the basics, which is food and your activity level, because those are first, right? Because, yeah, this product can help you in certain ways. But let me tell you how based on your lifestyle. Oh, you're not eating. Okay, that's rule number one. After breathing, is you start eating, right? When you come out, they smack you, you cry. I don't know if they still do that. I don't, I'm, I'm always like out so. when my kids are born. I'm just like zoned out. Like, I just had another child. Then two minutes later, they go feeding. Anyways, um, so I dial in their nutrition first, meal plan. I don't write them specific meal plans because I'm not a licensed nutritionist or dietitian. Anyways, so I'll, I'll make recommendations for them. Oh, what do you like to eat? Okay, start eating. And then I'll throw random examples out there like, all right, well, look at my favorite one is look at a sumo wrestler and look at an Olympic sprinter. Sumo wrestlers eat once or twice a day. You see what they look like. Sumo wrestlers eat once or twice a day. What? Huge portion. And then they, they're like sitting all day. It's true. Sometimes twice a day. And if you look at an Olympic sprinter, seven to eight times a day, small meals, and look at their activity level. Now, Two extremes, so let's try to find a happy medium, right? So what do we do? Oh, we've always been told three meals a day. There's a reason for that. That's the only thing that I agree of with doctors as far as fitness because they don't study athletes. They study sedentary people. But a long time ago, they made up this three meals a day, just like in the jails, three meals a day because you need to survive, right? So I tell people, let's get back to that. Two meals a day, we can get you one more. Maybe a protein shake in between. That way you're getting protein every few hours. Body's constantly repairing itself. But you need to be more active. Are we active? Most people aren't. Then I throw in, how many calories are you getting a day, would you estimate? Oh, like 1,200, 900. Okay. Next time you go to the store, turn over and look at that ingredient label. It says based on a 2,000-calorie diet, and that's for sedentary people who don't exercise. So imagine if you start moving more, you can eat well over 2,000. To maintain but we're not going to get there yet so I, I always just try to get them to not focus too much so i'm not one of those trainers that says oh don't count your calories and your macros it's all bs <laughs> now if you're trying to get on stage or if you really need that accountability you can start counting things but it's too complicated and people just give yeah. up after like three weeks yeah so i just tell them look eat move come talk to me in a week and let's see where you're at how do you feel you have more energy you probably feel like crap from working out you're sore let's start introducing some of these products so yeah these conversations usually last like a half hour and they're like oh wait I no that's good anything. though man that's good and that's what people are missing yeah. that's what people are missing they yeah. just buy a product because they see it and read a review or whatever and it's like oh i'm gonna get that because i want that but it doesn't reflect it's not doesn't reflect on their lifestyle right and that's what they don't tell you right it's just sell the product and 
and I get it because, you know, we're in the business, but I genuinely like to educate people on how they can change. And I'll throw subtle jabs online. It's like, if you're at the same point next year that you are now, you're worse because you're older. You've lost muscle. So, um, yeah, people just learn how their bodies work, what foods work best for them. Then they can start changing it for the better. But they got to do the work, too. So what I found, there was a – do you have any apps that you like on your – that that track nutrition or anything? I don't use anything. My wife uses the um, – Apple watch. I remember Fitbit from back in the day. Oh yeah. I had, so I remember, so there was an app. It was called like my fitness pal or something like that. And it has, because a lot of times I eat out, you know, fast food and, and it has a huge rep or um, like a data base of different, like the, you know, Burger King, all the foods or Mm -hmm. Chick-fil-A. And if you have a fry and a sweet tea and whatever, you just plug that in and then it'll tell you how many calories and how many, you know, how protein and carbs and all that kind of stuff. And then at the end, you can, at the end of the day, you can always go look back and see how many, you know, as a, as a total, how many, pro, how much protein or how many calories. And mm-hmm. um, what I found was when I was tracking that, when I was actually plugging, taking the time and looking at it, I was a lot more, uh, I was, I was less likely to, to eat shit. I was right. watching it, and because I was watching it, I would eat like sometimes twelve hundred calories in a day, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas when I'm not paying attention, it's like you know, screw it. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat as much ice cream, or or I'm gonna have you know, I'm just gonna have bigger, a lot bigger portions, and not mm-hmm. think about it. Mm-hmm. And what's happened is, so then I stopped. I don't remember why I stopped, but I stopped for some reason, you know, because I guess we all come in, oh, everybody in waves we do too and then i haven't done it in a long time and i'm like man i gotta get back but then i'm like ah, i really don't want to it's like i'm at some point i'm going to maybe i'm hoping i do but well those apps are great because they're just like a trainer it's the accountability so that was like you're and you're you're wired to where that's going to be perfect for you because it gives you you can track it yourself yeah without the appointment right because right. you're so busy so those things are very beneficial i do recommend if people need that to do that and at least watch the calories, if anything, right? Makes sense. I tell people, look, don't work out because you eat. You work out so that you can eat. We all like to eat, but you don't want to feel guilty about it. Right. So we got to do the work so we can enjoy these meals. So how, holidays, people use holidays as an excuse. Yes, there's one a month. <laughs> a lot of days, a lot of hours, you could be doing something. I don't have a gym membership. If gym's beneath you. Look at the floor. Do some push-ups. Yep. Yep. Well, I have this sign over here, Jocko Willink. Do you know who that guy is? Sounds vaguely familiar. He's a freaking <laughs> machine. That guy is like, he's, when you look up badass in the dictionary, there's a picture of Jocko. He's fucking badass. Right there with Chuck Norris. And- totally. Totally. <laughs> um, I mean, he's, he was a, I've, I found him from Tim Ferriss. A lot of the people that I've listened to or have learned is, because Tim Ferriss is his podcast. That guy, that guy's awesome, man. He just gets people that have made it to world class level, and he talks mm. to them about their routines and how they got to the where they are and all that kind of stuff. And so that's how I heard Jocko, and he was um, the most decorated Navy SEAL in Ramadi. I remember that, and he taught other Navy SEALs, and um, and then now he has a he is has he the a guy that's always running on social media, shredded. 
There's another guy, who, who, David Goggins. That, I think the that's black dude, yeah, David Goggins. I've seen him. And he has You Can't Hurt Me. That's another guy. I've seen him. Okay, I, I've, I got him mixed up. I've read that book, but he's also that. So, okay, there's two people. There's a there's an ebony and ivory. When mm -hmm. you look up, there's, the white guy is Jocko Willink, and the black guy is David Goggins. Okay, and, um, and both of them are freaking animals, right? But he does jujitsu, and he gets up early, and he he eats good and he like he just does and he's freaking intense and he was he's just a badass like and, and it's good to have that level that we can see because we'll never be there right it's yeah it's not in us to do that yeah but it's you can respect that yes respect and that and pull work. well i have Take some of that from him so so he had a thing discipline he said he said it back then discipline equals freedom because the point is mm -hmm. the more things you do like if you get up and you go exercise then you can eat then you have the freedom to eat whereas if you don't you can't and so i have this sign right over there it says discipline equals freedom from me listening to him say that mm -hmm. and it's there all the time as a reminder for me to try to and and i don't look at it a lot of the time but you know it's still there and it's still like i don't want to kid myself if i want something there, I know how to get it. And it is discipline. It is accountability. It is action. Mm -hmm. Those things, um, you know, humility and persistence mm -hmm. and all of those things, I think also help. But at the end of the day, man, discipline and accountability, if you want to be successful in your business, in your personal life, in your spiritual life, in anything in life, mm -hmm. Discipline and accountability are key components. Those are words we're taught as kids and we don't pay attention to it. Discipline. I remember hearing that word. We just thought it was getting in trouble. Yeah, getting a spanking. No, it's not the most important <laughs> word we need to hear, right? Loyalty, too. That's, that's a good one. Oh, that is. Integrity. Integrity. Oh, that's, oh, that's yeah. a good one. That's a strong one. We should right do there. a whole seminar on that one, man. <laughs> so many people that aren't. I agree, yeah. man. <laughs> Jeez. But. You know, I, I do know one guy who's like those guys. And it's my friend Jake. Rockstar that we named every morning for the last, geez, 10 years at least. He's been in the gym at four training. Now he's training people because he took over the gym after his coach passed away. And um, I've, I've never not seen him in the gym every morning, either working out or working with people. And he fights still. 40, I think he just turned 42. And he still does fights. Wow. Like, so he's obviously training and staying in that kind of shape. So it's like, it's good to have people that I know that are there because he sets the bar high. Oh, yeah. All the rest of us are like, eh. <laughs> yeah, eh, these tacos look kind of bad, kind of good. You know, I'm going to yeah, go. I'm not going to go today. <laughs> I don't have a tournament for four weeks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it, man. Respect everybody who's, who's there. And the ones that are just starting and trying. You know, there's room for everybody. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, at the end of the day, nobody's going to do it but yourself. So if it's meant to be, it's up to me, right? <laughs> Another one that should be on a shirt. <laughs> but, you know, I appreciate you coming, man. I think this was a, I think this was a great little session. Yeah. I think that we can do more things, man. And if anybody out there wants to get a hold, so I want you to reiterate how they can get a hold of you one more time. Yes, uh, let's see. Jamie Sheldon, you can find me on Facebook. There's probably a picture of me flexing or doing something stupid. Uh, <laughs> that's just my, my uh, public Facebook. But we have Instagram for the business. It's NatFitOfficial. 
that's our corporate page. There's also other NatFits. If you're look, if you're NatFit Philly for Philadelphia, NatFit San Diego, we've got a bunch of territories. NatFit Canada, if you're in Canada, if you're watching from over there, we tried to branch out into Europe, unsuccessful this time because we need more funding or a funding party out there to want to ship it. But anyways, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, my website is natfitnation.com. That's got all of our products. And if you need to reach me, you can always text me, 951-212-4085. Usually going to respond within minutes. Pretty good. Unless I'm with the kids. <laughs> my phone's always on me. Awesome. Uh, Jamie, thank you very hey, much, man. Good talking to you again, man. Everybody out there listening in podcast land, um, I want to thank you for tuning in again, and I hope you got something out of this. I know I did. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to get my fat ass into the gym in my garage and do something, but I know that I, so I am going to get, I'm going to do some kind of a product combination, like my mm -hmm. joints and um, I don't know about the, we'll talk more about the thermogenic with, if I want to do that or um, you know, with the protein and cause that we'll, we'll get into that, but everybody out there, thank you and enjoy the rest of your trip home or to work or whatever you're doing and reach out, go, go do something, go help somebody. If you're struggling, probably somebody else is too. And the best way to get over it yourself is to help them. So I invite you, I challenge you to get your ass up and move. And have a great day. <laughs> Take care. See ya.